0: I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You are listening to episode 23. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Set your mind and heart on things above. The great thinker named Anonymous once said, Only allow the finest thoughts to run within your mind on this journey of greatness. That's a great thought, isn't it? Only allow the finest thoughts to run within your mind on this journey of greatness. Today's thought from above is this. Be mindful that God is with you in all you do. Have you ever been walking down the street or in a mall or down a hall, and you look up and you see someone that you know that's walking toward you? However, that person seems to be locked into some deep thought, completely unaware of their surroundings, as if they're just putting one foot in front of the other, but their mind is somewhere else. Even if their eyes are looking right at you, I've had this happen to me, it's as if they don't even see you at all. I've even been the person who's done that, like I've been walking and didn't even notice the person that was right in front of me. The great writer Albert Edward Day uses that experience, that illustration to describe how we can get lost in our own thoughts, in our own reverie, and fail to see God who is in our midst. The God who St. Augustine said is closer to us than we are to ourselves, though we seldom see it. So listen to the words of Albert Day as he equates this experience with how we so easily miss God, who's right in front of us. Day writes, Did you ever encounter, on the street, a friend whose physical eyes looked at you without seeing you? You walked right into him before the alien look on his face changed into one of recognition. Then he confessed that he'd been so absorbed in his thought about some other matters that he'd not been aware of you until your collision with him. You were there, yet he did not see you. Though actually in your presence... He was nevertheless unconscious of you as if you did not exist. Day goes on. That is a persistent failure of the unemancipated consciousness. It can be so preoccupied with lesser realities that it does not sense the presence of the divine reality surrounding and sustaining it. Something has to happen to end the absorption in other affairs so that it can turn its attention to God. Do you relate to what he's saying? I know i do i i get lost in thoughts preoccupied with lesser things with things below if you will and fail to see as day put it the divine reality surrounding and sustaining me day goes on to describe what it takes for many of us to become aware of god he writes sometimes events will do it one encounters god in a crisis that as we say brings one to one senses death disaster sickness the collapse of friendship Are like the collision on the street they shatter the tyranny of an idea or a dream and release consciousness for the awareness of something greater than the idea or the dream namely God himself the tyranny of an idea or a dream what a way to describe our preoccupations with things below. But Albert Day knows there's a better way, and that better way is to train ourselves to be aware of God in all we do. Dare I say, learn how to set our minds on things above. Day concludes, what makes life splendid is the constant awareness of God. What transforms the Spirit into His likeness is intimate fellowship with Him, We're saved from our pettiness, earthiness, selfishness, and sin by conscious communion with His greatness and love and holiness. Wow. There's my favorite word, wow. When I encounter a thought like that, like the one I just read, that's usually what I say, wow. Let me repeat the first and last part of that conclusion by day. What makes life splendid is the constant awareness of God, of conscious communion with His greatness and love and holiness. Now, there's a lot to unpack from this great quote by Albert Day. By the way, one of our most avid listeners to this podcast, Tim Galatch, told me that he loves how often I use the word unpack. So, here's this is for you, Tim. Let me unpack it. What Day is describing in his analogy of a person unaware of someone right in front of them, unaware because they're lost in their own thoughts, describes the struggle that we all have. On one level, we have to go about our business, tending to a child, writing a report, sitting in a meeting, cleaning the house, engaged in conversation, etc. On one level, we are focused on the here and now and external things. And that is in no way a bad thing. I don't really want my dentist thinking about some other thought when he's working on my teeth. I'd prefer him to be present to my teeth. (laughs) Now, So that's important to know because I think we hear things like Paul's, you know, call to pray at all times, unceasing prayer, and we think, gosh, that means I've got to sit or kneel all day and offer prayers of thanksgiving and so forth. No, we're called to work in this world and to do it well. What day is picking up on is our inability to integrate, to learn to live our lives, not on one, but on two levels. That idea of living life on two levels comes from the great Quaker writer Thomas Kelly in his book A Testament of Devotion. Kelly writes in that book how he trained himself to live life on two levels. On one level, he's going about his tasks, his daily work, but on another level, he had trained himself to include the presence of God in his midst. Now, this is not easy. I know from experience, because I read Testament of Devotion when I was in college and I started practicing and trying. And it's hard. And even to this day, I find it challenging, but it's also very rewarding. It works like this. Let's say I'm grading papers. That's something I do regularly as a college professor. I can be grading my papers and be focused on them, as I should be, paying attention to the students' writing, to their answers, their reflections, and at the same time, evaluating them. Ultimately, I'm going to offer constructive feedback along with a grade. Now, that's what I'm doing on one level. But on another level, I can train myself to see that grading papers is a sacred act. That's something Dallas Willard taught me. He said that grading papers is a sacred act. And the first time he said that, I thought it was crazy because grading can sometimes be pretty tedious. But as usual, Dallas was right. So as I read a paper, I can be aware that the author of this paper or exam is a sacred child of God. I can be aware, or conscious, to use Day's term, that God is in my midst, conscious that the act of grading is sacred. I mean, hopefully a student has poured his or herself into this paper or exam, and it's a privilege for me to be able to offer feedback. Now, that's a lot different than merely going through the motions of reading, commenting, grade, boom. What makes life splendid, Day said, is the conscious awareness of God. I don't know about you, but I want to live a splendid life. I'm sure you do as well. You can do this by thinking about the love of God, the goodness of God, the holiness of God throughout your day. It will save us, as Day noted, from the pettiness of living merely from things below. Give that a try today or tomorrow or this week. I would encourage you to start small, like take one of your normal tasks, something you regularly do, and see if you can learn how to do that on not one, but two levels, attentive to what you're doing, but aware that God is with you. By the way, uh, Albert Day was uh, a powerful Methodist minister in the early 20th century, and he was the founder of the Disciplined Order of Christ. I mention that because I think of the Disciplined Order of Christ as one of the first great Protestant spiritual formation programs in in the 20th century. And if you're interested in reading more uh, about that, that quote came from his classic book, Discipline and Discovery. I hope you join me next week for episode 24. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Ryan Smith, and you can learn more about this podcast at apprenticeinstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind, your answer will be, things above.